Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. We're so glad that you're back with us for episode three, The Art of Being Well. We hope that you enjoyed last week's episode, A Hot Girl Summer, but we know that it's really a fresh start summer. And I'm so glad that you're here with us this week with my special guest, Miss Kashana Hill. Hi, Kashana. How are Hi, you? I'm good. How are you? So glad that you're here with us. I've been knowing Kashana now, I think maybe it's what, been almost 10 years, I guess? Yeah. How long have you been, uh, and been well, married? Seven. We're going seven. on seven, so at least eight or nine. Eight yeah. or nine, yes. Still a long time. <laughs> so our paths have crossed because uh, her husband, I have been on him literally almost all of my life. Uh, he is actually the best friend of my first cousin, really like my brother. Um, and so then they've been married, and so now Kashana's like part of the family. Um, but Kashana is, uh, I would say she's an extraordinaire because she does many things. And I'm going to let you let her tell you a little bit about herself, but she's actually a wonderful hairstylist, very talented. Talented. And then she also has another brand, which is that's why she's here, because she's going to talk to us about being well. So that's her lifestyle brand. So why don't you tell us in your own words just a little bit about yourself? Okay, so um, my name is Kashana. My clients know me as Cash. Yes. Um, how, just how you spell my name in the beginning is K-S-H. <laughs> but um, I started as a hairstylist maybe... 10 years now. Okay. And so um, I got into that. Um, I was actually going into medical school, not medical, but nursing school. And I just had a terrible year transitioning to that. Um, a lot of stuff personally happened. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like failed all my courses. Okay. So um, to me, that was a sign that maybe this is not for you. Not for you. <laughs> um, and I, my, my, Thing was to help people. Mm -hmm. That's all I saw as helping people. So um, I was talking to my hairstylist at the time and he was like, I think you should do hair. And I'm like, nah, I ain't trying to stand up, be on my feet, like things like that. Um, <laughs> but that's what nurses do. <laughs> yeah, exa exactly. Didn't even think of that. But um, and he was like, and you're still going to help people. And yeah. I was like, but you just don't see hairstyling as helping people. You're just doing hair. You right. know, it's a skill. So anyway, um, I did that. I graduated top of my class at Aveda Institute. And so um, once I got into it, I realized I'm helping people. Yes. people I'm like a counselor, a therapist, Absolutely. A, you know, educator, like everything, you know. Um, and so once I started doing that, um, like I said, I'm going into actually I'm going into 11 year, um, year 11, February made 11 years. And so um, a lot of clients coming to me. Um, just with wellness questions, mm -hmm. like just, they saw me transitioning my life, mm -hmm. you know, as, um, as far as like being healthy. So I went through a medical, um, I had medical condition, blood issue okay. for like 12 years. Mm -hmm. And so um, um, once I hit 35, I'm in the salon, I'm just drenched with sweat like all the time. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I know I don't eat that bad, like mm -hmm. at the time. 
And so um, my clients would be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Just hurry up and leave so I can turn these lights off and cool down before uh-huh. the next client. And then I realized I um, went into menopause at 35 because of the blood issue. Mm-hmm. So once I hit that, I got with my a friend named Sierra Burrell. Mm-hmm. She was at my gym. And she had a program that taught me how to eat, taught me how to love myself, taught me, you know, just the mind, body and soul connection. Right. So once I got into that, I did a week of juicing and no hot flashes. And I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like, I've never juiced, never heard of juicing, never thought about juicing because I love to eat. Um, And so once I got into that, then um, I got into life coaching. once I actually got my mind and body ready, of course, and um, clients, you know, of course, was asking me, what are, what are you doing and things like that. So I got into life coaching in, um, in 20, what, 15, and I think the rest is kind of history, like just, um, just aligning my mind, body, and soul daily, and that just keeps me going and keeps me in a peaceful place. That's my thing is just having peace. Right. So I think um, that's that's amazing. I think that uh, so we'll have to bring you back, of course, to talk about the other part of your life, being a hairstylist, because I think that black women everywhere can attest that Mm -hmm. Uh, being a hairstylist is definitely a God given gift. And you are certainly helping people. uh, (laughs) Shout out to all the hairstylists (laughs) out there. Um, But uh, we know so your company um, being wealthy, right, is Mm -hmm. W-E-L-L-T-H, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, there is definitely a difference between um, being healthy, right, and being well. Right. So, you know, not to say that we're not encouraging people to be healthy, uh, but, you know, that looks different for everyone. Um, What would you say then is the difference between being healthy and being wealthy? Um, For me, being healthy is I feel like that's more of food and like the way you eat and then um, your fitness level. Mm -hmm. That's what I think those two. And um, so a lot of people like oh, I got to eat healthy or I got to be fit and things like that. So that's my my way of thinking of healthy. Wealthy is like the whole mind, body and soul experience mm-hmm. being in alignment. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, if you can go get your car aligned, right, you can get your you need to get your body aligned. OK. And um, I, that's what I feel being wealthy is just mind, body and soul connection compared to being healthy is just For me, I think it's just more of the way you eat and your physical fitness levels. Okay. And I heard you say that you kind of um, started this change. Maybe you were around 35, right? Um, Yeah, 35. So then would you say, and um, so I remember when I was in college, uh, Notre Dame's campus was huge. So I would... uh, it, it started in an effort for me to discover all of Nerdin's campus. I would take these very long walks. Mm-hmm. And then I realized how much I really enjoyed walking mm-hmm. because it really just kind of, you know, centered me mm-hmm. and calmed me. And I really felt uh, very close to God. Mm-hmm. And because one, I was really able to just explore all of the, the beautiful things that he created, you know, in nature. So really, so that's something that I really still practice, you know, today uh, is taking these very long walks in the morning. And, um, you know, we know this, you know, very good for the heart. Uh, Mm -hmm. So would you say though that a person could be anywhere in their life Mm -hmm. at any age and embark upon a wellness journey? Oh, yes, most definitely. It doesn't have an age limit. Like you could start at 40, you could start at 50. Because I just realized the things that you do or you learn at 20 and 30, you may have to unlearn some stuff and start incorporating new stuff to be Mm -hmm. on this wellness journey. Mm -hmm. So age is nothing but a number, pretty much. (laughs) And um, I also think that, you know, obviously one of the things that we talked about on the podcast last week is definitely, uh, you know, body image, 
Right. And so we know that women, especially with social media, so young girls, mm -hmm. but I also think that women of all ages mm -hmm. still face a lot of body image issues, a lot of self-esteem issues. And I really think that, you know, it begins to affect a person's ability to be well. Mm -hmm. um, why do you think that people are still facing such extreme body image issues, um, even well into adulthood? Um, I think it's social media. I really blame social media because prior, what, how, 10 years now, we didn't have all of this. We right. didn't have like the plastic surgery and, uh, you know, like we did have plastic, but not to the extreme where you could see it every day. Yeah. And so uh, sometimes I even find myself like I work out so much, but sometimes I find myself like, dang, if I could just get rid of this little piece yeah. right here, yeah. what I have to do, you know, so it's, it's and I have to shut it down, like shut down and do like a de social media detox. True. Because that feeds on your mental, mm. you know, it really plays. And so I have to tell even my nieces to this day, like they struggle with that. They struggle mm -hmm. with, you know, body shaming and like, oh, I want to be like this and that and I'm like you gotta like put the social media down because it just really plays on your mental it really does so in addition to social media what, what else do you think are maybe some some hindrances uh, in our society that prevent people from kind of being well from being able to kind of um, you mentioned being in alignment from being able to make those uh, mind body and spirit connections um, I personally I think that we're so used to just being comfortable in, mm -hmm. and not stepping out of that comfort zone. And so, um, like I tell some of my clients, I say you have to be willing to feel like uncomfortable. You have okay. to be willing to sit in that and learn, unlearn a lot of stuff that we learned as child, not, not saying as children, not saying that, you know, our parents were bad or anything like that. Like some things as adults, you have to will, be willing to unlearn some of those things to incorporate new things. Um, I think a lot of times we're so used to feeling like sick or tired or, you know, like we're just like, oh, this is the norm and it's okay. not the norm. Like there's a new way right. of living. There's a new way of being in a peaceful state. There's a new way of feeling good. And sometimes we don't know that we're not willing to learn that, you know, they, we think it's too hard, you know. Mm. So you have to be willing to step out of that comfort zone. And I think that's what I did. Like for me, I was in the military for eight years. Mm -hmm. So I knew what like being fit, but I didn't know how to eat. So, okay. you know, and, you know, growing up, it's like this is what you eat. This is, you know, this is what you're taught. And then when you start to learn other stuff, you're like, wow, like I feel good eating this. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, you know, it's just a new way of being, you know, something like that. So I just feel like you just definitely have to step out of your comfort zone when it comes to things like that. Do you think that that's um, a cultural issue? I do. I do. Um, it's funny. I was talking to a client and she was saying like our culture, we eat a lot of sugars. We eat a lot of salts. And that's something that's been through since back in slavery, you know, though, but I just, I do feel the things that we eat now is different than what your great grandparents may have eaten and things right. like that. And so, um, it, uh, with our culture, um, I feel like sometimes the Caucasians, like they may eat, um, you know, like salad or, 
you know, like asparagus, like there's there's food like Brussels sprouts and, you know, quinoa. Like I've never heard of these things growing up. And so now I'm learning like edamame. And so I'm like, what? I've never heard of this before. You know, why, and why? Why didn't we learn about this? Or when I started eating differently, they'll be like, oh, that's you're eating white people's food. Why is that white people's food? Yeah. You know, why can't it just be food? You know, right. like whatever you eat, it just should be good. But I do believe like, you know, um, we just wasn't taught to eat properly. We wasn't taught to eat for nourishment. We taught we were just taught to eat. Make yeah. sure you're eating. Make sure you're eating breakfast, lunch and dinner. We wasn't taught to eat like wake up in the morning and you're breaking this fast. That's why it's called breakfast. And you right. want to put something that's going to give you energy when you wake up. So you won't be dragging and feeling tired, you know, eating all this heavy food in the morning. Like it's just unlearning all this stuff. So okay. I, um, like I do feel like it's a culture, but it's not saying that our culture is bad because I love the culture. Of course. But we do need to start thinking, especially as we get older and especially when you're um, maybe your family has diabetes and things like that. Like we don't have to live with disease. Mm -hmm. We, um, and meaning, you know, like discomfort and things like that. Um, I do hear a lot of people like, well, my mom had diabetes, so I'm bound to get diabetes. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. You can change the way you ate, you eat. Right. The way we eat is a generational thing, but the, you know, you can change that as you get older. Certainly. Yeah. Like, uh, my parents growing up, they grew all of their own food. And mm. I think that that even makes a huge mm, difference mm, when, you, when you control, you know, how the food even makes it into the kitchen. I think that that makes <laughs> a difference. Because, you know, even, even when things are labeled organic, you honestly don't know what it is. Unless you're growing you know, it yourself. Unless you're growing it <laughs> yourself. Growing and it. I think that that makes a difference. I think that, um, you know, society has very low expectations of women, in my opinion. Um, Meaning everything is just focused on the outer woman, you know, the body, everything is focused on the physical. Uh, we kind of mentioned this, you know, not just with social media, but media period. When you when you turn on the television, everything is focused on what somebody looks like. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it, you know, deters people from actually, you know, being intentional about working on their mind mm -hmm. and especially their spirits. Um, and, you know, they don't realize how important that is um, and how that's factored into being well. Mm -hmm. um, what are some ways that you think that people can kind of incorporate daily practices into their life in order not to succumb to, you know, and I hate to use the term peer pressure, but it actually is peer pressure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when everything that you're looking at, everything that you're hearing is kind of saying, you know, body, yaddy, yaddy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right, let's right. focus on that. Um, but when you, when really it's that beauty kind of resonates from the inside, Most right? Mm -hmm. um, so what are some daily practices that you think people can kind of incorporate into their lives so that they don't ignore uh, being well to their minds and their spirits? Um, well, some things that I practice is meditation. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's funny because growing up, I learned that meditation was bad. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, no, that you're, you know, that's spirit, that's not spiritual, things like that. But um, meditation is really calming the mind right. um, and just getting that balance in the morning mm -hmm. when you first wake up instead of like grabbing your phone and getting on social media or even turning on the news and things like that. I teach my clients like the, the, the we do the first 15. So the first 15 is meditation for five minutes. 
prayer for five minutes and then listen to a worship song for five mm -hmm. minutes mm -hmm. and just getting your mind and your body and your soul ready for the day. Right. Um, I think setting setting great intentions like for your day, like I'm going to be intentional to, you know, pray, make sure I pray and make sure I don't get overwhelmed or just whatever intentions you have for your day. Make sure you set those intentions to get your day started. And then also prayer, of course, like yeah. just praying and just making sure that, you know, you want your day to go smooth. You want, you know, you just start day by day um, doing things. And then, of course, um, listening to something, a worship song. Like I have a worship song that I listen to every morning. I might change it from week to week, but I just love just, you know, just getting into that mind frame. I think just doing that can kind of like bring you back to center and then you can focus on the rest of your day and not think about like, you know, the worldly things, you know, because yeah. that can just really like get you all off course. Yes. And just being in that mind frame of um, setting your intentions during a day, if something does come your way, whatever, you know, body shaming, whatever, whatever negativity comes your way, you'll be prepared. Right. You'll be more prepared for your day. Right. So I think I hear you say meditation, which is definitely important. Um, and I think, you know, being quiet, being still mm -hmm. is definitely important um, so that one, you, you have to be able to release. And I think, you know, you mentioned the morning. I think it's just as important to do it in the evenings oh, also definitely. because most you definitely. have to release um, what you've encountered mm -hmm. in the day so that you don't take it into the next day, that's true. you know, and that's why I believe it's so important to have a fresh start every single day. Um, because you know, you, you like, you don't know what challenges come your way and it might be an overwhelming day. We can't help it that yeah. sometimes, but what we try to do is to always be better for the next day. Exactly. Right. And exactly. so if we, take those, you know, have that meditation in the morning and at night, then we can start the day in a calm state and end the day in a calm state, even if somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get Most a little definitely. frazzled, right? Um, I love what you said about more being- more peaceful sleep too. Certainly, and peaceful. that's, you know, that's what I found is so important, especially when we are trying to um, do something physically, if you're not rested, anything that you try to do physically is canceled yes. out. You yes. know what I'm saying? Because your body at stress cannot, mm -hmm. you know, function well and it's not going to produce. Um, but I love what you said about being intentional. And um, I think that it's so important that, uh, you know, it makes me think about the Travis Green song, right? Mm -hmm. Saying that God is intentional. Mm -hmm. And if we try to be Christ-like, then we should also be intentional. Um, you know, so having those intentions about our day, having those intentions toward ourselves, Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those affirmations about yes. ourselves. Yes. Um, so that's important. And then, you know, you said you listen to uh, maybe the same worship song, but I think repetition, I hear that mm -hmm. in there, you know, mm -hmm. so repetition is first. And I think that cleanses the mind. So I think if you hear the same thing over and over again, mm -hmm. then it becomes seated in the mind. Most right. Definitely. And so you can hear it even when it's not playing. And right. I like that. Yeah. So um, because we don't know when the adversary is always going to come. But if you have that seated. So I like those practices. And I think that, you know, that's something that we all can do. And sometimes I really believe that in an effort to being well, we think that it's have to be something that's like really big or extreme or, you know, like you just can't handle it. And it's not right. It's so I mean, the steps are always so very small. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, our part is sometimes very small, very easy. And it's God that really that comes in and gives the increase yeah. and does the big work. And we just have to start out small. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, we have to think, OK, if I can't do like the 90 day boot camp right. or, you know what I'm saying? Right, if right, I right. can't do, you know, I think I heard you say, Juice, and if I can't detox for 12 days, 
it's yeah. like you don't have to do all of that right, right. you know and you do I, what works for you what works for you and I think that is so um, important the art of being well is realizing that everybody has a different journey mm-hmm. everybody has an individual journey mm-hmm. we talked about this before the show is that you know so uh, Kashana works out like hard <laughs> all right she yeah. works out hard <laughs> it's my coffee in the morning I tell people like you drink coffee I go work out like that is my energy that's yeah my I know I love what you say about um on Sundays usually when I'm uh logging off because because we're in this virtual world when I'm logging off at church you're like I'm in Sunday school but really you're at the gym <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I went to church too this, yeah, Sunday no, school then I went to church yeah you go to Sunday yeah. school and then I do, I do log on to um yeah I've been listening to um Bishop T.D. Jakes yeah. So I'll go stream that. So that's the, the joy of living in this um, streaming world. Right. Like you can log on to church anytime. Yeah. Or sometimes I do church on the go where I'll yeah. go for a run and I'll listen to church service okay. or something. And then I'll, I'll do like five or six miles and didn't even know because I'm so in tune with, you know, the church service. So. And it's so funny because I'm looking at you and I'm sitting on the couch on my, in my dress, You're like so having watched church. And then <laughs> it's funny because then my best friend is like texting me. She's like, you want to go for a bike ride? And I'm like, no, it's Sunday. Nobody works out on Sunday. And then here I am. <laughs> looking at Kashana in the back. <laughs> girl, that's my girl. I got to go to Sunday school. <laughs> got to go, go to Sunday school. <laughs> but I think the beauty of that is, is that everybody's journey is different. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, you know, you could do church on the go mm-hmm. and go work out at a fed. Mm-hmm. And I can be okay with yeah. sitting in my dress on the sofa. Yeah. Like, nobody goes to uh, work out on right, Sunday. Right. But that's okay. And I don't have to feel bad. Right. And you definitely shouldn't feel bad because everybody's journey is different. Exactly. You know, and I think that sometimes like you said, it's the pressure of society that makes us feel mm. like, you know, I should feel like, oh my God, Kashana's working out, so I should be working out. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Do what works for you. I tell my clients, I said, if you can work, if you, I work out four days, sometimes five days a week. Mm-hmm. If you can start with 30 minute workout for a day, that's great. Right. That's, if, for a whole week, yeah. that's fine. That's your journey. This is your start. And then it will increase. But start somewhere and d- just make it work for you. I right. said, don't look at me because I'm like five, six years in. Precisely. And don't look at me and do and think that you're going to be where I am right now. Like, right. I said, sometimes I do struggle getting up in the morning, but yeah. I just know how I'm going to feel later. That's right. my, That's when the mind kicks in like, you gonna feel real good after that workout. Don't get up. Like, don't get up. <laughs> right, you gotta get yourself incentives. Yes, right? I have to really talk to myself. People don't think like, girl, you work out. Like, I sometimes literally I have to talk to myself. Like, Kashana, get out the bed. Like, girl, you got it. Like, you know, I have to really pump myself up sometimes. Absolutely. Listen, uh, the way my life has been going, I told uh, put a post on social media. Girl, I've been doing five miles in the morning, but eating cookies at night. And, but it's like, you know, I just been needing it. But I've been telling myself, okay, if you do the five miles. You can have a chocolate chip cookie yeah. later. So, you know, it's you like treat, I don't do the five Sometimes miles. treat yourself. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I, people think I eat healthy all the time. I'm like, I treat myself. Yeah. And don't let me go on vacation. I'll, I'm right. not thinking about a salad <laughs> like, or some juice. Like, I'm not. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, life is just about balance. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is just about mm-hmm. balance. Um, and, you know, I think that sometimes we put so much stress on ourselves in trying to follow a certain regimen mm-hmm. that we don't understand that what being well is really about balance, mm-hmm. you know, and hey, if you just have a bummer day yes. and you know, you need whatever it is to get you through the bummer day, that's okay, yes. you yes. know, and, and be if you, okay with that and feel that. Precisely. If you miss working out, that's okay too. You know, it's just about balance and it's about achieving what makes you uh, well. Um, so, definitely. 
Um, we, we understand that it's important to honor all three, right? The mm -hmm. body, the mind, and the spirit. Mm -hmm. um, so we know that, you know, you told us about, uh, you know, your meditations, your being intentional, um, and that you work out. So what are some other things that you do in order to kind of honor your mind-body-spirit connection or some um, other things you might recommend? Yeah, so I definitely do um, detoxes throughout the year. Okay. So I do cleanses and detoxes. So a detox is something where you're going to, it's like um, a tune-up for your car. Okay. That's what I consider it. So, um, or compare it to. So when you go get a tune up, you're getting everything done. They're cleansing everything, tires, rotating, everything they're doing, um, to your car. And then a cleanse is just like a, um, like a shampoo, uh, I'm about to say shampoo. The style is kicked in <laughs> right. right there. A car wash. <laughs> so um, just a regular car wash. You're just doing the outside detailing, little minor things, but okay. it's still, you're still cleansing something. Okay. So I do both of them throughout the year. So I may do a cleanse like maybe four or five times a year. So that's juicing. I juice a lot. Mm -hmm. I have a um, lady who juices for me. When I first started my journey, I did juice a lot, but it's so hard to clean it and everything. So I was like, you know what, let me find someone who yeah. is going to prepare this for me. And then I like the fact that whatever I'm doing, um, she's going to juice according to that. So she's not just going to give me some juices. She's going to juice according to how I'm feeling, what, I'm, what am I, if I have any issues as far as like if I need meal replacements, if something, if I need juicing for energy, just anything like that. She know I've been using her for five years. So she knows like, what are you doing? What are you about? What is this for? Is this spirituality? You know, whatever. Okay. She's going to juice according to that. Um, and then if I do a detox, I use um, this guy, Dr. Bobby Price. He has um, great detoxes where it's going to um, kind of cleanse your liver, your blood, just everything it's going to do a really good cleansing so i'll use him twice a year okay. and he does these um 30-day challenges or um two-week challenges so i'll do one of his and then with my alignment program i sometimes incorporate um some of those juicing um, detoxes or a cleanse throughout with that 21-day program okay um i don't advise my clients to do it like i tell them what i'm doing but i'm like you don't have to do this right this is just for me yeah um the last five days we do take out meat and dairy mm -hmm. um, on the program, but that's the that's the only time I you know tell them if they can eat a juice or just only fruits and vegetables during the last five days of the twenty one day challenge. But for me, I just know my body, and that's how. Like I said, I don't eat um, cleaned all the time, so I do sometimes eat like fried foods or right. I get the Impossible Burger, something yeah. like that. Some fry, <laughs> I love fries. Like that is a weakness. I know, me too. That is a weakness. So, Crinkle fries. But I just I like come. to cleanse my body because <laughs> yeah. I'm just learning, um, that everything starts in the gut diseases and Certainly. things like that. So I really want to cleanse all that out. So, so you do a detox for 30 days? Sometimes depends oh, on wow. my mood. Okay. Yeah, depends right. on my mood. Like I, but I really have to mentally prepare for that thirty days. Yeah, and that's what people don't understand. So I do a lot of fasting, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's funny because I actually started the practice of fasting. Uh, one of my very close friends is actually Muslim, and okay. so you know it was Ramadan for mm -hmm. him, and this started in high school. Um, and so I said, not realizing then I was, uh, you know, obviously I knew that you know Christians fast, but I had never really there was not a lot of people who were Christian that I really knew 
that honored the practice of fasting. Right, right. Um, so it really was through him that I started, mm -hmm. you know, and so I said, oh, I'm just gonna fast with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so not realizing that, you know, it it does, it takes a lot of mental preparation mm -hmm. um, because, you know, when you're around, you don't wanna make anybody else feel uncomfortable, right, right. you know? Um, and so you're around other people that are eating normally, mm -hmm. but it's not just that because you have to also really kind of remove other things from your life so that you aren't feeling any earthly, you know, mm -hmm. urges. Right. Um, but then you're also trying to really be in a place where you can receive something exactly. bigger exactly. than what you're seeing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know, so get so much um, clarity, so much clarity. Mm -hmm. You got to be seeking out mm -hmm. something, you know? And so I think that's important, you know, so whether you want to call it fasting, whether you're calling it detoxing, right. you know, whatever you're cleansing, removing from your body. Exactly. Um, if you're not really seeking something bigger, then, you know, you're really only doing it for the right. physical. And it's got to be so much yeah. bigger than the physical. Yes, you know what definitely. I'm saying? So I agree with that. It takes a lot of mental preparation. So whatever you do you know don't just go into it like i'm gonna start tomorrow mm -hmm. no yeah you know so when i i do uh three 40 day fasts mm -hmm. uh a year um so i should do it at the beginning of the year i do it in the mid year like i'll do it in july and then i typically do it around october like before i close out like i didn't miss anything this year right you know That's and awesome. so like even last year after having like gone through one of the hardest things in my life losing my sister yeah. i had literally just completed a fast mm. and you know and so like honestly i said god really like this is what you do to me mm -hmm. you know um but after now here we are almost 10 months later i truly believe like literally that my family would not still be standing mm -hmm. if i had not devoted that time yeah. you know yes yeah. um you know to god and really just being one on one mm -hmm. with him um not knowing that he was actually preparing me for the biggest mm -hmm. challenge mm -hmm. that i would have in my mm -hmm. life so i agree with you it does take and that's why we keep talking about this mind body spirit Most connection mm -hmm. you know you have to believe that um it's there you know god created it that way these things they work in tandem every doctor will tell you that there is you know the central nervous system is yeah. working all throughout our bodies the brain is honoring the rest of our body so um i agree with that so what would you say then um kashana is your primary motivation for not just being well mm -hmm. um we know that you know obviously it started with your sickness, mm -hmm. right? So that was that was the motivation. But now here you are, years later from that. Um, so then, what would you say now is your primary motivation for remaining well? I think I just live in a more peaceful state. Mm -hmm. um, I remember one time I was at work, <laughs> and I, I think I had just a bad night. But I, it's not that I don't show it. My clients like cash if something's wrong with you we will never know because you look always in a peaceful state mm -hmm. and I think just these practicing like getting up and meditating mm -hmm. getting up and praying getting getting up and listening to my music it just keeps me so peaceful okay. like um, I'm not saying that I don't have um, personal things that come up of and course. I don't I don't get in a bad place sometimes but I, I've learned to feel that and be in that moment and when I when something like my grandmother just passed and I was in the salon when I got the call and I had three new clients that day. And I'm like, wow, like, and I was just so like, those clients probably didn't know what was, cause I was just still in a peaceful place. Mm -hmm. And I think if I didn't have these practices in my life, I probably would have broke down and be like, I can't, I'm gonna right. have to leave. Right. <laughs> um, and so I just thank God. And it's funny how you said you would just come off a 40 day fast. I was in, I had two days left of my 21 day 
thing mm. with the ladies. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't know what was going on because I'm constantly, I was working, you know, I was making sure they were okay. And the last day was a Friday before that Saturday we was ending. We did an um, evening meditation. I called this lady and we did a virtual evening meditation. And when I tell you that put me in such a great place yes. to hear the news, to just be, you know, one with the ladies and making right. sure I was on point. And then I told them what happened. It was like, Cash, we didn't know that you was going through this. I said, because it wasn't for you to know right. at the time. Um, and so I just think like these practices just keeps me so peaceful. Yeah. But I do. I told them I did cry. I said, I'm not going to sit here and hold it because I feel like when you prolong stuff it comes back to haunt you kind of mm -hmm. so i just feel like you just need to really be able to feel whatever tragedy whatever goes on mm -hmm. be in that place and feel it and then you will be able to walk like god is always with you so always. you'll be able to walk through whatever journey or whatever you know path that he's continuing to put you on you mm -hmm. know so i've really um you know this wellness journey i can't even you know i can't even really put it into words because i'm just like in a peaceful place like mm -hmm just just the peace of it the whole peacefulness of it so would you say that uh so i know i know you didn't right literally intend to to be on this wellness journey right. with other people right? right so um i think the journey kind of found you mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i think that that's kind of something that we can encourage other people to let the journey find you mm -hmm. right you, yeah. you just kind of take a step and i think that the journey will intentionally yeah. find you um so i think we have our homework right we are encouraging people to to definitely find a space to uh to meditate to be intentional mm -hmm. um and then to just let the journey find you because we all you know we all want to be well yeah um you know and it's funny because uh people always ask me you know april how are you doing and sometimes i really don't have the words to put in how i'm doing because mm -hmm. sometimes i'm not really sure how i am doing <laughs> right. you know but i think overarchingly I am well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's only because like one of the things you just said, because God is always with me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that if you can find your center in him, mm -hmm. then you'll be able to kind of find your way yes. around that. Um, so um, any other final words to help our people to be well? Um. Just stay in alignment. Stay in alignment. Stay in alignment. Yeah. Um, if you can get your car done yeah. two or three times a year, right. you can align your body yeah. two or three times a year, if not every day. Every but day. But start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So this, it's funny because I actually read um, this uh, African writer. Um, her name is Kaleka Patuma, and she actually talked about... Uh, the practice of unlearning mm -hmm. and um, how, you know, not to discard anything that the generations taught us, mm -hmm. but there is there, you have to kind of unlearn some of the things in order to be a better person. So I like what you said about that. We mm -hmm. do have to kind of unlearn some things. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can't eat fried chicken every day, right? right? right. <laughs> and it'll taste better. Yes. You, you know, you just yes. kind of do it every now and but then. But then sometimes like, I just tell people to eat for um, nutrients. Right. You know, don't eat like for the taste. Precisely. And, and, and that's the unlearning process too. Right. Because you're like, ooh, that fried chicken good. Though them wings good. Them lemon <laughs> right. pepper wings wet. But what whatever. is it doing for you? <laughs> yes, but at the, but an hour, you know, you're going to be tired or, yes. you know, just I tell my clients um, when you eat something per se bad, 
see how you feel afterwards. Right. But when you eat something like that's really good for your body, see how you feel afterwards. And that's and that's the start. Of right. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So y'all got some analyzing to do, some evaluating <laughs> to do, some testing to do. Yes. And we're going to have to come back and see that. So we're going to um, maybe, you know, see what we can do to uh, partner with Kashana to make sure that we're really being well in 2021. It's the year yes. of grace. Yes. So God has given us a lot of grace and uh, we can't, you know, just we don't want to be unappreciative with God's grace. We want to do something with it. So Definitely. thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank so you glad for to inviting have you. me. It was, was great. Yes, yes, it was. It was great. So we're going to be well together. <laughs> I'm always so grateful to have you with me here on the uh, on Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. You, my army, I'm so glad to have you. Make sure that you tune in next week, same day, same time. But before you go, I'd like to pray for you. God, thank you so much for the people in my army. And thank you so much for Kashana. Please make sure to always help us to be well. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember... Any time is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.